0: What's up? This is Matt with Wheel Talk Seattle. Hey, and it got Colin right here. Colin and we got seven with us also. You hit us you hit me up through uh through Twitter, you found me on there. And you. uh you're here to talk about you're going on a bike tour from Seattle to San Francisco. But before we talk about that, you already give us a tour of your bike and uh you're here to tell us also about your
1: app that you've got and your website. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, Sprocket is the best bike marketplace on both mobile app stores, and uh, we uh, can be found at sprocket.bike or on the Play Store or on the App Store. Uh, Mm. We're also the first vet-proofed bike app, so people can enter their serial number and validate their bikes through Bike Index and get verified badges. Oh, wow. Nice. That's helpful yeah we're just making it better and better from there uh, we have people all over the world selling oh,
2: uh, excellent and yep.
1: ju- is it just bike parts or full frames or all of the above bikes and bike parts bikes and
2: bike parts excellent fantastic cool
1: what about touring gear if it's a bike part yeah yes. somebody asked me this recently there was somebody who wanted to sell a touring bike with touring gear and I said just list a bike and in the comments just write out whatever touring gear you're selling with. that's perfectly fine excellent All that's right. cool uh, Sweet. What else? Well, wait, wait. not just the, the app, though. You also have a blog, too. That's right, yeah. So, also, I've been running a Sprocket blog for five years, and that's on Instagram, on Tumblr, Facebook, Pinterest. And that's a uh, daily blog, all my own content, and that's uh, more exploring bicycle mechanics, uh, weird bikes, the bike community, uh, mm-hmm. bike activism. Yeah. Uh, so, there's a lot of things that you won't find on a lot of other bike photo blogs that deal with microcyclists and carbon fiber frames yeah so if you want to see like a really cool uh tandem side by side or some really unusual bikes where you rode to pedal them yeah uh, come to my blog you won't be disappointed cool excellent will do well thanks for stopping
2: by welcome to seattle it's a beautiful seattle rainy day for us so
1: mm-hmm. we yeah. had to take
0: this party inside yeah we did I'm glad <laughs> to be here cool. uh yeah, yeah
1: and uh, you know you got to keep pedaling no matter whether it's raining or not. Yeah, That's right,
0: fact. especially yeah. You especially have to. <laughs> I could probably hop in a bus, but you're going to you're going to San Francisco.
1: Yeah, I gotta actually keep up the schedule to get there on time because I got like three weeks to make it. So okay. okay. Um, what um um w- w- why did you decide to choose uh, Seattle to start? Um, I'm actually up here for work, so for my nine to six, uh, one of our offices is up here. Uh, so. I uh, came up on a work trip uh, by train, and now I'm just gonna take some vacation and bike back. And awesome. that's a, a beautiful way to see the country. It's a cheap vacation.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: I get to hang out with guys like you. Ah, Excellent.
2: Well, yeah, again, thanks for coming by. Can you tell us a little bit about, about uh, how you got into bike touring and
1: maybe your first tour and what that was like? And
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so, I got into cycling like many other people in the 2008 depression. Uh, I actually got into a car wreck or my car got totaled by somebody else. It wasn't my fault. And I decided to get a bike and see what that was like. And if cycling didn't work out for me, it's something that I really wanted to try, I could always buy my next car that I was planning to buy. And that uh, was, you know, over a decade ago, and I still haven't bought that next car. Cool. Uh, and I kind of got into touring when I went down to LA and became a part of the... Uh, s- uh, co-op down in Los Angeles uh, for bike repair and they had a little club for touring and they said well why don't we take the surf liner up to San Luis Obispo and bike back 200 miles in one day and I've never done a bike tour at that point and I thought oh this is a great idea let's do this so you know I kind of push myself over the boundary and see what happens so we took the surf liner up we all packed into one hotel room. So imagine like one hotel room and there's uh, like nine people and eight bicycles. Nice. <laughs> that was pretty... You, br- in. you brought the bikes in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we were saving on cash. Yeah. Um, and then we woke up in the sunrise and we all rode out and they're all like steel vintage bikes, which is kind of cool. So you could mm. like hear the shifters in the morning, like cresting the first hill. And uh, we rode over three mountain ranges to get down to Santa Barbara and at that point, I I was out because I had a bike that was a uh, racing truck with mm. the wrong gearing. I think uh-huh. it had a 26 on the back. Okay. So I was like totally beat. And also, like, I've never done 100 miles at that point. And oh, that was yeah. like on a 200-mile in of the day thing. Right. So right. Um, thankfully, we had a SAG truck. So I went in there and just passed out and, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Good. Yeah, dude, those things come in handy. Having some support behind you. Yeah. to do so, that? So a lot of the touring that I started to do after that was kind of like day tours, like just go from like maybe San Jose to Santa Cruz mm-hmm. camp, okay. hang out at Santa Cruz bike party and then wake up in the morning, get a burrito and then bike back over to San Jose. Nice. yeah. Well, so what
0: is, so, so what, what, what about it? Like you said the challenge was it more challenging.
1: Is that why you liked it more or is bike touring? Well, it's a couple of different things. Like I also have done um track and field and cross country running, and I always found cross country running to be more exciting because you get to explore your surroundings and like see what's changing. Mm-hmm. On the track, you're running around in the circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not not as much fun. So with uh cycling, I do like to explore. I do like to see the communities I'm coming through. I do like to kind of learn about uh where I am in the world and what's happening. Uh, and it's also like underrated how beautiful of a country this is. Uh and a lot that's of people, true. you know, will brag that they go across the ocean to visit Thailand or visit uh Europe or whatever. And that's great. And I'm sure there are exciting places there. But like check out your backyard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to be the one of those people I like hadn't left
0: the West Coast before and then um and then I went over to Europe and I went over to Asia and when i got back i'm like i have never been on the east coast or in the south or in the midwest anywhere and i had to make that happen so i totally am there with you tour your own countries good good start nice yeah we uh we
2: started bike packing probably four or five years ago and that was that was kind of it, it i've done backpacking before i've done camping before but it's like let's let's take the bikes a lot faster
0: yeah neither of us mm-hmm. have owned
2: a car since we've lived here in seattle and uh Rode around everywhere and it's like let's just make this happen jump on a ferry you know you get into the woods and you can find somewhere pretty remote and under i don't know 50 miles yeah
1: and where have you both toured has it been mostly on the pacific northwest yeah exclusively yep
0: (laughs) in the bike touring world yeah um but something i really like about it too is that you can you're kind of like doing it all on your own i don't want to be like that person who says I only do shit on my own but it is an exciting feel feeling to actually like you know pack your own gears if something goes wrong you gotta take care of that shit yourself
1: set up your own camp and there's a kind of like you're the master of your own destiny like if something breaks down or if you get totally upped, like you know your brakes don't work that's because you didn't check your brakes and that's why they don't work yeah it's not like you know and another thing is like I built my own bike right Mm. which I I know you also built your own bike so it feels kind of special you know when you're Cresting that zillionth hill, heading into quartzite, and it, it feels like you're on Mars mm-hmm. over there because the rocks are red and the sky is really different. And you're like, I got here under my own power yeah. on a thing that I built myself yeah. that I'm totally responsible for maintaining. Right, yeah. right. The only person
0: you're accountable to is yourself, and you don't want to like leave yourself stranded in the middle of nowhere. That is, yeah. No. I mean, that I means it goes against survival instincts, but <laughs> it's also a nice thing. But to But that's do the rabbit
2: yourself. part of the rabbit hole. You know, lo- I love learning about how to build a bike or how bikes work and then you know talking to other people that do this thing and it's all very possible i mean it's it's yeah it's fun Mm
1: -hmm. another thing that i think is kind of underappreciated is um you know like that concept of like embracing failure Mm -hmm. and like growing stronger through it but also kind of um the concept of strengthening yourself through like Adversity, Like, by throwing yourself into an unfamiliar situation, a little bit of a difficult situation, and rising to the challenge and overcoming it, you kind of build yourself to be stronger in the future. So, like, okay, I've biked from San Francisco to Tucson over the course of, like, a month. And now, if I have to do software or I have to deal with somebody on a project in an office space that I don't like or, or whatever it's easy, right? Cause yeah. it's never going to be as hard as like yeah. doing this like huge bike tour. It's true.
2: Yeah. Matt and I were kind of talking over breakfast uh, this morning and my first solo bike touring adventure, I went out on Christmas day to, I don't know. It was a lot like today. It was, but maybe 10 degrees colder. And it's like, I'm looking back on that. And I'm like, well, we can do a podcast. This is nothing. I <laughs> rode my bike 30 miles in the rain, uphill, you know, yeah. flat yeah. tires, yeah. all of those, All none of that matters. right? It's,
0: you can just take the trail from your house to here. Yeah. But there, you're like on a ferry boat. You're yeah,
2: out in the middle of nowhere on Christmas Day, where nothing's. O- First thing I did was get a flat tire, and thankfully, there was a bike shop open nearby. But it was I don't know. It's what it's. It's kind of surreal. It's good stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Makes today makes days like today's a little easier.
1: So tell us a little bit about your route from Seattle. Um, I'm going to be heading down to Portland. I'm gonna okay. Maybe consider spending a day there because that's kind of a special city. Yes, it full is. Full of artists. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it like is. Like myself. And then I'm um, going to head up to Columbia to Astoria. Uh huh. And then uh, after that, just hug the coast. Yeah. All the way down because I, I, I see there's a huge mountain range. I've heard there's maybe snow on it now already. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's just not pain I need in my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No.
0: Stay on the 101 yeah highway yeah Yeah. pretty much cool yeah i've told that's beautiful out there with all the or
1: being on the you're basically on the ocean like the whole time going down the 101 yeah um i just talked to somebody in san jose before i got on amtrak to head up here who just did a like a world tour like visited a whole ton of countries and he was like bar none pacific northwest was the best really yeah whoa in the whole world well, that he wrote. Well, he was like the infrastructure is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, people yeah. are friendly, and you got like campsites like every thirty miles with hot showers. All right, that's true. That's true. We're, we're pretty cool, and you'll be blogging about this this whole time too, right? That's right. So yes. on on Sprocket Blog and uh, on uh, Stories. Excellent. On Sprocket Blog. Sweet.
0: So, uh, uh-huh. so when you're touring, what's uh, what's like one thing that you like to have like comfort wise? Comfort-wise. Something you don't need, but you like, I mean, you showed us your bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else? Uh,
1: uh, Comfort-wise. I just think my smartphone, right? Like yeah. we're all a um, little bit cyborgs in that we have smartphones and yeah. we can access the internet anytime. any time. Yeah. But there was one time when I remember I was getting close to my destination in Arizona and I was having a particularly hard day so I just turned on music and I just nice. blasted it mm. out of my phone and I had my phone in the little bag thing on my handlebars so I could okay. hear it really well and mm. I had it plugged into my solar panel Perfect. so I had the Arizona sun providing music yeah excellent yeah. Right. that's the way to uh, do it yep
0: that is a little luxury for sure to have a solar panel and your, and your music going and everything but I mean, it makes a difference, I would say.
2: Okay, now I've got a follow-up question. I'm a musician. What kind of music do you ride to?
0: Mm. Uh, Electronic music. Yeah. That punk and
2: shit. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Right, right. Keep that cadence up, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the tempo. Yep. Really Sometimes they do hardcore, like bah, 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 Gabber yeah. style. <laughs> the,
1: the only thing I'm missing is one of those bike party uh, huge speakers. Oh, yeah. Nice. So. Nice. Oh, yeah, we yeah. just
2: started. There's a bike party, bike disco thing that's getting started here in Seattle. And, uh, oh, right on. The leader, ride leader is creating little FM transmitters so that we can link up by, uh, yeah, you just plug it into the auxiliary and all yeah, playing
1: the same thing. That's a fascinating uh, area to discuss, too, because yeah. uh, there's... Apparently, um, bike parties popping up in cities all over the planet. Uh, cool. And I've even talked to people in Canada, and I've talked to people in Mexico and other countries that have these now. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. And all these bike parties are all just fitting, figuring out that tech. So, like, some of them yeah. are figuring out how to keep, like, bikes in sync. Uh-huh. Some of them are figuring out, like, San Francisco bike party has a, a neon green flag on Ooh. a neon pole. And everyone's just, like, follow the neon flag. You know, yeah. and that's, like, the ride lead. That is um, awesome. And every bike party like figures some little piece of this out, and then mm-hmm. it, you, you see it kind of start to appear at other bike parties. Definitely. And in the Bay Area, it's kind of special because we have three. So we have uh-huh. San Francisco on Fridays, we have um, East Bay on second Fridays, San Francisco on first Fridays, and San Jose, which is by far the largest, on third Fridays. Wow. So you, every Friday, you can be at a different bike party, and because they're so far away, they have their own little ways of doing things and their own little ideas that are fermenting. Oh, that's excellent.
2: Nice. Wow. About about how many riders do do they show up for? Um, San Jose's biggest.
1: Yeah, San Jose, um, it's gotten a little smaller because it's gotten so big it's broken up into other regular rides. Oh, wow. Uh, At at one point, I think it was somewhere nearing like 3,000. Wow. I I think it was the largest organized uh, monthly bike ride in uh, the state of California. That is great news. Probably on the whole West Coast. Possibly, yeah. Now now it's down to, like, uh, I think it's around 2,000 or 1,500. But it's still, I guarantee you, if you're in it, you usually don't see where the start of it is or the end of it is. And wow. There's another, like, the, the thing is, San Jose Bike Party so well-known in San Jose that, like, people will come out and Wave. Mm-hmm. and there's another thing about like yelling bike party and so like if somebody yells bike party you're supposed to if you hear it, also yell bike party so nice. whenever oh. somebody yells it just randomly you just hear like a hundred people yell it back yeah. but then like people will walk out of the houses with their kids and their kids will get like bike party and you'll <laughs> see oh like a hundred adults yelling back at the kid and the kids just go Ape shit. they love it that, that is that. so cool
0: whoa that's like call and return some community that's almost like activism mm-hmm. it's literally like, like like going down and like you know chanting in protest but that's like creating a bike party
1: yeah yeah and uh, people ask me all the time like oh i don't know if i want to go to a bike party is it like a bunch of maniacs or like what is this and there's actually critical mass which is like fuck you cars right and there's bike party which is building community through cycling Mm -hmm. it's a very different kind of mindset yeah yeah just enjoy it don't even think about the cars when you're on the bike party yeah no, it's great. I've met uh so many members of my community like in San Jose or San francisco um to the point of where I've taken people to like bike party and before we even were rolling up to it, I'm meeting people who I know mm-hmm. and even after the day uh, the next day we're having breakfast and like I knew the waiter because I knew him from bike party so oh. I just like feel like I'm the man on t- on the town because oh, cool. like I just know random people on the street
0: right just random folks mm-hmm. that's who cyclists are they're just random folks too yeah.
2: yeah. Now, are you riding? Um, as your so you don't you don't own a car in where, where you live in the Bay Area? Correct. That is correct. Exclusively bicycle. Do you um,
1: meet a lot of people doing that, or
2: how do how do people get to bike party?
1: Um, in the Bay Area, the transportation is pretty good. Cool. I mean, it could always be better. Right. We're always bitching about it. Um, mm-hmm. but there is BART, so you can get around from East Bay to San Francisco, and you can get most of the way down to San Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Caltrain that goes down the peninsula from San Francisco to San Jose. Um, so how do you, how do you get to it? You just yeah, get you on the train if you're far away. There, there was something that it interested me about
2: like the critical mass movements and things where people would just, they would drive their cars with their bikes to the bike ride thing. And
1: Oh yeah, I've I've seen that yeah. too. Okay. But yeah. I mean,
2: yeah.
1: I, I think the, um, uh, there's kind of a, principle from Burning Man. It's kind of like an all-accepting yeah. community. Yeah. So nice. I don't think people generally care if you get there cool. with your car cool, and you cool, bike cool. or you bike there or you take public transit to get there. Nice. That's, a, that's an excellent point. I mean, we we talk about critical yeah. mass
2: on the podcast a few times and we you know trying to think about, well, do, how do we get numbers up? But like you said, it's like an, a fuck you cars thing. And there's a lot of really nice people out here that don't want to fuck you cars. <laughs> how do we include them and make it accessible to all ages and abilities without making
0: it seem too uh fluffy
2: i guess is the better the best way to put
0: that it's yeah uh, yeah and i think that's something that uh that the bike disco people are doing mm-hmm. which is why i think they're attracting a bunch more people than the critical mass here in seattle can do it's because mm-hmm. it's just it's just about that it's not about like making a statement it's just about going out having fun
1: well I, I think there's another uh subtle nuance that's important to kind of understand with critical mass for example in San Francisco. Uh, there was a story a few years back where some douchebag took his u-lock because some car was harassing him and he threw it through their windshield Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was a story that was repeated like that i heard back and forth you know um and when you actually talk to the people that ride critical mass regularly they not only have ostracized him but they also didn't like that he did that right Mm -hmm. because it gave them a bad reputation right right so the bicycle is actually like a vehicle of freedom it's a vehicle of independence mm-hmm. and what happens is uh people show up uh from all different stripes and they can choose independently to be assholes on a ride or not but that's actually part of the point is that you welcome everybody and you don't have as much control of everybody as if you know everybody showed up to like a car party or something yeah yeah cool
0: yeah no that's a good point. I think that's that's like the rumors around Seattle too is why uh critical mass kind of strafed off is that there's a there's another group that kind of went more hardcore and then uh and there was like some some people in the critical mass group that were kind of uh making it seem like uh, I don't know they were just being assholes on the road kind of so yeah I mean that's just not inviting not as inviting yeah remember critical mass party.
2: numbers are like twenty or less number like oh, okay. yeah yep. it's it's uh an opportunity to say the least but i think the big part of the reputation is yeah but can we talk about
1: your infrastructure and your excellent Absolutely. uh numbers of cyclists yes that
2: yes uh those are what it was a million people on the fremont bridge or something like that did you read yeah. that story yeah
0: and it's only october like a million cyclist trips to go over this wow. one bridge no. here mm-hmm. and nice. uh, that's the fastest so people do meet, ride their bike it. here despite what critical mass would say
1: <laughs> right yeah it's just they're not riding in our group which right. i mean fine I've, I've really dug like some of the infrastructure like there are some streets that have protected uh two directional like bike paths yes. right on the street yes and it's not like a few places and like second street and mm-hmm. broadway cut all the way through town. Mm-hmm. So it makes it really easy. Mm-hmm. The, the one con is there aren't signs. So the first time I was here, right. I didn't find it. So I biked on some streets that I w- was like, "Oh, biking in Seattle sucks. But like, I didn't know there were streets parallel to me that were awesome. It's very uh, peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But then like I yeah. got, uh, North, you know, the lake, um, like North of the space needle that like on the other side is gas town and like Fremont brewing. Yes. So yes. the path around that lake was like wonderful and yes. like, just everything. So like, when I think about San Francisco infrastructure, San Francisco isn't quite there where you guys are. Uh,
2: the opportunity here is none of that connects to each other. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's little pockets of greatness, and then yeah. you know you could get you'll be in this nice protected bike lane, and then be dumped into a chow with traffic going thirty miles an hour. I experienced that this morning.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Not pleasant.
2: Yeah. Oh. Um, so, I mean, there, there's something. I don't know where I was going with that, but yes. I've well. T-
0: we are pretty proud of our, of our trails and going outdoors and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and in fact, that second Avenue you were talking about, I mean, every like three or four months, it gets like another couple of blocks added onto it. And, and the, at least the cycling community I see on like on Twitter or, uh, Facebook or something like that. They love that. They love it. Um, I don't know. It just, it, it just gets posted every time there's an update. Oh, they're painting now. <laughs> oh, we see, we see pre painting painting on the, on the ground. They're going to, we are very, very excited about this.
1: But I think in general, if you have the infrastructure, the people will come, and it Absolutely. seems like that's working out, and then that's an opportunity to have even more impact and even more community uh, outreach with government and uh, more kind of, you know, higher-level higher, higher level community thinking about, like, what the bicycle means mm-hmm. in Seattle. Um, for us down in the Bay Area, it's still very you know car centric in places and it makes it so that like if there is a new bike lane getting put together and there is a city hall meeting about it that we do sometimes see like more difficulty in getting folks out because they're still like oh there's a car I can still drive my car most people I know still drive cars why would I do this thing
0: yeah yeah do you do any uh, like do you attend those types of meetings do you like kind of activist do you like do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And
1: I also, um, I use my blog as a platform to uh, highlight those, to get more people into them. So like there was a recent, uh, very successful city hall action to make Market Street, which is the main and uh, the highest fidelity corridor in San Francisco, uh, car free. And I saw that. That was happening, and so for the last couple of weeks, I've been posting stories on my blog to my 5,000 followers saying, it's going to be on this day, go show up, do your shit, yeah. it's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, People actually showed up, and uh, a lot of it wasn't thanks to me. A lot of it was actually the San Francisco Bike Coalition mobilizing, uh, and they got it passed. So fucking the... It's going to be car-free market? Ma- Main Street in one of the most important cities in the world, is going to be getting rid of cars. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So let's high five. Yeah. Let's do that. Way to go. Right? So you you just got to show up to your government shit, and you just got to find out about it. And one of the ways you find out about it is through uh, grassroots blogs like yours. Cool.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. And yours, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks all around.
1: We're all in this together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, So, okay since you are involved in that stuff, how do you think um, framing bike lanes is, like, most helpful for people to understand? Um, can you elaborate on that? Like, how do you convince people to do uh, bike lanes? Like, if you're going to talk about why bike lanes are important, like, where do you start with?
1: Well, I mean, they're obviously important from the standpoint of, um, at least in California, bicycles being vehicles on the same level as cars. Mm. Okay. So it's like, not only are you on the same level as a motorized vehicle, but you also have a right um, to bike in the state of California, and to drive you only have a privilege. So, because you have a privilege you have to apply for and receive a license. Mm -hmm. So, it's the duty of the government to provide infrastructure so that we as citizens who have the right to bike on this infrastructure don't get killed. Yeah, Uh, And it's ridiculous when like i remember let's see now almost a decade ago i used to race 30 mile an hour traffic to get to work right in san jose and it was kind of uh ludicrous to think about it now because there's nice green bike lanes there and nobody remembers this but uh you wake up some days and you're like am i gonna make it to work alive you yeah know? yeah am i gonna make it to the cvs to pick up a, a medical prescription and come back home right right so it's a little bit yeah
0: it's like preserving your own like um safety and health to
1: for another reason to do that yeah and um a lot of it isn't uh like we like to think because we're men in our 20s and 30s like how we would like to see uh, bike infrastructure and why we would like it but actually a lot of it is uh families with kids
2: yeah definitely
1: hmm. so like if you think about infrastructure you should think about a parent with a kid on board um what would they need to be safe
0: Yeah, totally. Or,
1: like, if they, like you mentioned, if you have infrastructure that doesn't connect with other infrastructure in Seattle, Mm -hmm. um, would that parent feel safe if their bike lane ended, turned into a Shero uh, in a 45 mile an hour street, right? Or they turned in the wrong street and now they're like, like what I like to say always in uh, Los Angeles, it's a cement wall. Mm -hmm. with no bike lane or shero and now you have 45 mile car behind you
2: yeah uh that's yeah that's interesting I, i like that you framed it as uh privileges versus rights and something that i see happening when i'm on the road is uh i feel like an obstacle or not a target necessarily because people are pretty nice um but i try and try and engage with people it's like well why did you do this why are you passing so close or well, I just didn't see them. I don't see bicycles. They did not have their lights on. They were wearing all black. You know, any excuses that they can come up with mm-hmm. to say that I was in their way uh, and you're impeding the flow of traffic or, you know, any number of things that, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> There's a very strong narrative, right? Yes. And let's be honest, a lot of it is pushed by the car industry. Absolutely. Um, but I think we can work through that.
0: Yeah
2: everything okay we're there matthew
1: oh yeah our battery just uh
0: ah just no died. worries battery change wah, wah, wah. <laughs> well we're just about to the half an
2: hour mark i think uh do you want to tell us a little bit more about where they can find the sprocket um sprocket marketplace and
1: yeah, yeah so if you go on uh google play or the app store just search sprocket and uh the spelling is S-P-R-O-C-K-E-T, uh, Sprocket, uh, just like it sounds. And uh, just look around for a uh, green app icon with a white gear, and that'll be us. And if you On know, the shirt,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just
1: like on the shirt. <laughs> and if you don't want to uh, do that, you can also punch in sprocket.bike on any web browser, and there'll be buttons to take you to the correct app store.
2: Awesome cool well thanks for coming by great to see you great to hear all about what you're doing good stuff
0: thank you yeah glad to be here this is any final thoughts no man i'm just you're you're inspiring me here (laughs) Um, yeah yeah just taking kind of the the bike as the freedom kind of a thing and just really really uh really moving with that and you putting it up making a spot for people to sell it so i was fascinated that this is like the first like bike selling and like purchasing app
1: that's right i think uh it's a it's a way to make a little extra money if you have a bike sitting in the garage or you have one too many bikes or whatever it is it's a way to get your replacement bike if your bike gets stolen or wrecked Uh, but more importantly it's a mission for me to get more uh, butts into s- saddles yeah. Yeah. and yep. uh, for a lot of people they just don't know where to start right? Yep. so they they don't have that bike friend yep. or they have the bike friend but they don't know what to look for or they know what to look for but they're not sure if um, you know they can get a bike within their price range because the bikes they see are like $3,000 yeah. carbon fiber frames or whatever mm-hmm. yep. so what my mission is is to connect you with somebody in your community who has a bike for sale at yep. a good deal yeah, And if I can do that, I can get people that would have quit otherwise before they even took their first pedal stroke and get them on the bike. And I know that once I get them on the bike, they'll fall in love with cycling be because right. it's so addictive. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. It's such a mind bender, you know. Uh, that Reducing barriers. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yep. Absolutely. You're going to be on like a whole a whole outer body
0: experience on this ride down there. How many miles again, <laughs> you and How long is this going to take you?
1: It's going to be a uh, thousand miles. Woo roughly it's going to take me last time it took me like 23 days so it's going to take me about three weeks oh wow three three weeks and change okay you've done this route before i haven't done this route before i uh, i've done a similar length ride down from san francisco to tucson in arizona okay which went through uh california the central valley los angeles which is a mega city um the mojave desert out to arizona yeah it's been great Cool, oh, gorgeous. All right, I'm super
0: jealous. We really wish you luck, and uh, we'll be following you and know, watching you know, where you're at yeah. along the
1: along the route. You can follow me on uh, Sparky Blog on Instagram, and I'll also be posting stories. Yeah, fantastic.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, Seven, so much. Thanks again. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Cheers. Cheers.